Welcome to Literally, the podcast where we literally take you through the entire process of building a business and creating a lit up life. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach for high-performing women that want to live a lit up life while creating the impact and income they desire in their business. I bring my unique education and expertise to the table to help my clients create big results and move through big blocks. What makes this podcast so unique is that you'll hear one client's weekly coaching sessions for six months. These are recordings of our actual coaching sessions, so you'll see their unique challenges and strategies, their ups and downs, and their wins and losses. You'll also get to hear exactly how I coach them through it. I'm so excited for you to join us on this behind-the-scenes journey and gain insight into building your own lit-up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session one of season six of Literally. I just cannot believe we're on season six. It absolutely kind of blows my mind sometimes. And so just want you to know how appreciative I am that you're here. If this is your first episode listening, or if you have listened to all of the previous seasons, I'm so grateful for you. I cannot tell you how much this podcast means to me and how much it means to me that all of you listen and that it impacts you and that you keep coming back. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is my intention that you get so much value, so much permission and so much perspective out of this. So no doubt that this season will be the same. I think this is going to be exciting because it is also different in many ways than a lot of what we're hearing and seeing. Like I think Michelle has a really different business and experience and it's going to be incredible to dive into that. So really excited for you guys to get to listen to our first session and hear how we dive in and hear how that goes and hear some of the good things and messy things that, you know, occur through this. I think that there is just nothing more important in my opinion than understanding that no one is perfect and that everyone is on their own journey. And I just really hope that the permission is here for you to remember that and to see that and to apply all of the tips and things that we talk about to your own journey. So let's dive in. Awesome. I did it. You did it. All good. Look at you with your fancy microphone. Listen, I just love this thing so much. I just like, (laughs) I've like pulled it out a couple of times and been like, I'm so fancy. I'm just ready. I'm just so ready. I'm so ready. So good. All right. So I'm going to start with just like some quick housekeeping stuff. I know you kind of know the drill because we've done an intensive together before (laughs) and all that, but um, I'll just run you through super fast and then we'll get into it. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. So I know my team will uh, (laughs) spare you and we'll cut out um, some of our intro here so you guys don't have to hear all of the the details of what I go over with Michelle in terms of our coaching. But I do just want to start by saying how important it is to level set a container and create boundaries and clarity. I think that, you know, so often in coaching containers, as the coach, we kind of have a certain expectation of how things should roll. And sometimes we take for granted that the person on the other end doesn't, like maybe they've been in another container with totally different expectations, or maybe they've never been in one and they just have decided what they think it means in their head or whatever, right? So it's really kind of dangerous to go into a, a container not having talked about that because it's just way more likely that you'll create misunderstandings or missed expectations or you know, feel like your boundaries are being pushed when they don't really intend to do that at all. And so I always spend the first little bit of any session with a new client talking about like how, 
how to use this, like how to get the most out of it. What are my response times? What can you expect from me? What is the best way to like use Basecamp and to communicate? And like, what is a reasonable response time for me? All of those kind of things so that that's super clearly stated up front so that we don't have to go through, let's say the mess of finding that out and adjusting that later. Like if I already know that, then I just need to communicate it. So whether you're doing that with a one-on-one client or you know, a bigger group, like a mastermind or whatever, even all my clients that have big group programs, like I always, always suggest they have an expectation setting conversation or call um, to really make sure everyone is clear on that. I think clarity is like your best friend in containers like this. So just really wanted to make the case for that and remind you that it is such a help to do that for yourself too. Good. Okay. So any questions on any of that for me? No, that sounds pretty straightforward. But if I have questions, I'll okay. ask them in campfire. That's what I just learned. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where you do that. Look at you. You're so good. I'm an excellent student. Um, okay. So just give me like a little update or brain dump and kind of tell me like, give me lay of the land right now. Oh my goodness. I feel like a lot has happened since last March, which is like not surprising. Um, So let's see. So I like feel like I have a pretty good like cadence and rhythm now with like my free calls. I have like stop the spiral calls. I actually just got off of one with an amazing gal. Um, And I feel like I am getting into like a rhythm with like booking them, which is really exciting too. Um, And so where I'm really at now is like working on like conversions and like helping my clients give themselves permission to like actually get supported because – what we work on is making ourselves a priority. So it's not surprising that like getting one-on-one coaching would be like a hard thing for them, right? Because it's literally that thing, which you talk about all the time. Um, The reason they need to is the reason it's hard to. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Um, And they're definitely seeing that. Um, And even just in the conversation that I just had, like that was the the conversation, right? Of like, you know, um, if you decide this is for you, like – Let's not repeat these patterns that we literally just talked about in your infertility mm-hmm. journey here. Um, and so I feel like that's like the biggest thing, like the biggest space and the thing that I'm like working on. But if you want more context on that, obviously happy to answer questions. So you're booking the calls regularly. You're focused on conversions. Like give me some more detail there. Like that's going pretty well. That's like the tough part right now. So October was the first month where I like, I actually booked out my calls. So I'm doing two Yay. calls um, per week. Um, okay. And occasionally, you know, sneak in an extra. We're in the DMs chatting. Yeah. Um, and so I'm getting ready to open more for November after my client chat tomorrow. So I have um, a former client and I are chatting tomorrow in the Facebook group. We've, I've done a handful of these with clients and they're just so fun and they like share their stories and the lessons and all the things. Um, and it's just fun to like get to catch up with them. Um, I'm actually making offers on my free calls, which was not so happening good. in March when we talked. Very big win. Yes. Um, okay. So that's a big celebration and moment. And I feel like I'm getting better at like transitioning into that conversation of like, you know, do you want to continue this conversation? Let's talk about working together. Does that feel good? Um, and they always say yes, because otherwise they like wouldn't be on the free call. Like I don't get on free calls with people exactly. that I'm not interested in working with. Totally. Um and otherwise it's just like it's just kind of a 
waiting game. I think it's kind of hard to tell like how that's going right now because this like just happened. Like I think I had, yeah, I like just had like eight free calls that I'm sort of like waiting to see what will happen with them. And okay, there's also like, um, folks will wait like you know if they have like a transfer coming up and they're gonna have to start a whole new IVF cycle, then they might like you know, be like, let me see what happens with this and how I feel. And then I'll decide if I like want support through the next part of the process. And so there's just a lot of like wait and sees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And is that how you traditionally experienced it with clients that have hired you before? Or like when are, when they're hiring you, are they usually hiring you right away? Are they talking to you and then coming back much later? Like what has been a lot of that process that you've seen? It depends. So like some of them, like, you know, my most, I just wrapped up with a client who literally like, we had a free call together. The next day she messaged me and was like, that was so helpful. I want to work with you. And then like had paid by the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I've also had clients who have like messaged me in the DMs and been like, hey, like, you know, if like we have another transfer coming up soon, but if it doesn't work, like, I don't think I can keep going by myself. Like, I would love to work with you. Um, And so like some of them have been longer processes, but because Mm -hmm. I wasn't like consistently doing free calls and because I wasn't consistently making offers, whoops. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, It's kind of hard to say like what the pattern is there because I like don't have enough evidence of like what happens with these calls versus like, you know, when they're just reading my content on Instagram kind of thing because that's where my used to come from. Okay. That makes sense. So basically like it's not it's not unheard of for them to say, like, I'm going to try this and come back around. That's totally yeah. a thing that has happened. Yeah. So you just need more calls so that different people are coming off at different times is kind of yeah. the point, right? Yeah. We're, I'm, like, at the beginning of the momentum pipeline, I feel like. So something that's really important here that Michelle and I are talking about is how it is not always about fast conversions. Like, I really do not believe that should be the goal for every business. I think some businesses and models fit that. And I think some don't. And, you know, kind of like pedestaling that or thinking that fast conversions are the only, you know, way to go or thing that matters, I think can actually make you miss opportunities in a really great um, sales process or business because you think it should look one way. So in Michelle's case, you know, sometimes it's just not going to be about the fast conversions with her people and the timelines that they're on and the experiences that they're having, right? For her, it really might just be about filling the calls consistently so her pipeline is full, right? And different people are coming off at different times. For me personally in my business, that has always been the case for me as well. Like I have never really worried about fast conversions ever. I've always worried about just filling my pipeline and then the right people have just come off at the right time. Um, And for me, that's always made me feel a lot more empowered in business as well is not feeling like my job was to get someone to a yes in 2.5 seconds, but feeling like my job was to just keep building new relationships, showing up, talking to new people and cultivating new leads. And knowing that like, if I kept doing that, my business would keep growing indefinitely. If I always relied on how fast can I convert someone, it could be a lot more stressful. So again, not to say that that's never a good opportunity in business, but it is to say, Let's not make it so that it's only about that and really look at that in your own business. Like, 
Are you trying to just like find that person and convert them tomorrow? Or are you really consistently focused on filling your pipeline and building those relationships over time? And if you were, could that make a difference in your own results and sales process? Which is like, you know, I've seen progress. I see progress. It's a slow burn right now, but I see progress. Well, I think what's helpful to see here is like, it's not always about fast conversion, yeah. right? Like I think that sometimes we can trick ourselves into thinking like that is the only way or that's the better mm-hmm. way or something like that. And I think what you're saying is sometimes when people do need a minute, but really do come back around. And so what mm-hmm. your role is there isn't to like make them convert faster. You know what I yeah. mean? It's to yes. fill the pipeline more so that that they feel spaciousness around that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And to still be there if in two months, six months, a year, they're like, nope, now I'm done, which I will mm-hmm. be. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that like lesson was a relieving one because after my first couple of calls, I was like, oh, like people aren't converting right away. Like, what am I doing wrong? And then I was like, wait a minute. Like, they don't have to convert right yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. And that was like just a, I was like, oh, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we only need them to convert right away if we're not <laughs> keeping the calls going, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. So what's changed to get more? Like, is something different? Or like, what are you doing now that like helped you fill them in October? Um, I feel like this is like basically what I've been working on with Julia and her mastermind for the last six months. Like, I think it was getting really clear on like what these calls were. Because before, like when we talked in March, the calls were just like, free coaching call, right? And so there, it was like hard for folks to like wrap their minds around, yeah. even though I like I did fill a bunch of call spots, but I have more clarity now on like what yeah, the purpose totally. of these calls is. Um, so it's really focused on like helping them like uncover like what's keeping them stuck in the spiral. And I give them like a couple exercises or tools or affirmations that they can use. Um, so I also think there's like a little bit of a process of like getting to try that out for themselves, which like mm-hmm. the then value of working together is like that they – get that consistently, right? So then they actually see the transformation over time rather than that like quick, like good feels hit. Unless they're like able to be consistent themselves, which is amazing. You're like a superhuman. You're doing awesome. Um, and so I've just like gotten like good language, I think around talking about that. And I also think like bringing it, I used to like kind of have a ton of open spots. And then I was like, I'm just going to limit it and sort of set it up yeah. like what I want to do when I have my full client roster. Cause I want to be able to keep offering these even when I have my like one-on-one yeah. mm-hmm. full. And so like having like two per week felt good there. Um, and that way I can continue the momentum of like filling free calls while I have the clients. So yeah. mm-hmm. those are the things that helped. And then I also think like this was like month three of like promoting them and also like really just like going all in on them if that makes sense always yep always 90 days right so as michelle was saying this is about month three of her going all in on calls right we had done an intensive together a little while ago but you know i think she's just warmed up to that process she's had other support that kind of thing and so she's just really kind of just like hit that stride of like being able to say for the last 90 days, she's really gone all in on that. And now she's seeing it pop, right? She's seeing like, oh wait, I'm booking out all my calls. Oh wait, this is getting easier and easier. And I just have to share about this because this is so normal. (laughs) Like I want to scream that from the rooftops. Um, This is normal for strategy. 
And I think what happens is that we get so deterred that we don't get to this point and we think the strategy wasn't working. So it'd be so easy in the first two months for Michelle to just be like, listen, my people just don't want these calls. They're not taking me up on them. This is not a thing. Like it would be so easy to fall down that rabbit hole, but she stuck with it. And now she's seeing like, oh, actually people do want them. They actually really need to hear about them for a long time. They actually, um, you know, are out there and do want them and are coming off the fence. And it's not true that if they wanted them, they would have already booked, right? So please give yourself that permission. I see this all the time in my value centered sales program when I suggest um, calls for people. And like the first month, they're so frustrated. <laughs> so frustrated with me sometimes, right? Because they're like, this is not working. This is so ridiculous. I keep promoting this thing that no one is taking me up on. And then usually by the end of the program, they're like, holy shit, all my calls are booking. If they can stay in it, right? Our program is at 90 days. And they're so thrilled to see all those like calls filling their calendar. And they're not doing anything different than they were a month one. They just gave it time to play out. So I think it's like beautiful to see how this is so true for Michelle here and just have that evidence in someone else that it really is about just staying in it sometimes. Right. Well, and some of it too was like energetic space in my life because like August was basically a total shit show between like leaving my job, having our third miscarriage, yeah. Mila got exposed to like COVID at school. So it was just like, I got no space for nothing right now. Yeah, totally. And now you're like, I feel ready for you. I've been promoting it I'm like, long come enough. Here. I have. Yeah. Come and here. everyone's like, okay, sure. I will yeah. be here. Yeah, basically. Okay. So that's feeling good. Like you feel confident in your ability to keep booking them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how many spots do you have open or like available right now? Not for free calls, but for one-on-one. For clients. Um, yeah. I have one client that's getting ready to start – hopefully this month um her stuff like keeps getting pushed back um but she's like a funky situation in that like she's just a one month client um and like has already made her payment so I'd love to get some cash flow going yeah 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 <laughs> this business of mine so I would say at this point like I have space for up to seven clients okay mm. okay amazing so in terms of that, if you're doing two calls a week, we're talking eight a month and we have seven mm-hmm. spaces. So that's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Like if you mm-hmm. just have a few more months mm-hmm. of filling those, you could be full. Does mm-hmm. that feel true? Yeah. Yeah. That feels good. I think there's a part of me that's like, ooh, what's going to happen with these like last couple that I had? But like you're right that the more – the more folks that I talk to and interact with in this capacity and like the better it get I get at holding space for them, like the better it gets for everybody. Okay. So interesting point you just made that I want to oh. talk about because I, I noticed this a lot, which is like, then we can almost start in our brains, almost like mentally holding a space for someone. Mm. Like, because it feels like, oh, but like, she's so great. Or we just talked or like, Right. And I see some of my clients do that where then they mm. almost retract a little because it's like it feels like, wait, there's more people than spaces and it makes them want to pull back. Mm. Okay. Is that kind of what you're saying when you're like, well, I kind of want to see what happens with these next couple? And I think I, so when I was talking about holding space, I was talking more about like me on the call with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like for me, it was about evidence of like 
how many of my like calls are actually converting into clients versus like, you know, they're getting what they need. It was more about the numbers. But I also will say I was a monogamous dater when I was like a kid. And it was very much like the same vibe of like, I can't have too many like things in the pots or whatever. And so I think there is something of like releasing folks to like create space. And knowing that you might at some point have to say like, I'm sorry, that spot was taken. We'll work on that when we get there. Or is that feel like a fuck no? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm totally comfortable doing that, but I will be really sad doing that too. Yeah. Like, I'll just need to, like, have my, like, oh, but she's so cute pity party and then we'll call it a yeah. night. <laughs> I think it's, like, good to start getting yourself in that headspace, though, because it's almost like you're preparing for what's coming instead of uh-huh. almost not. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, getting in the preparation for, like, wow, I have a lot of opportunity here and I only have seven spots. So there probably is going to be – um. Mm times where I'm going to have to do that coming up relatively soon. Yeah. So like almost letting yourself go there in your brain is what in some ways like pulls it in. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And actually earlier today, I've had a very weird day, but earlier today I watched the Peace School call that I had missed from last week and it was like all about future tripping. And I literally like wrote that in my future trip. I was like, mm-hmm. like all my spots are full and I'm having to say no to people and I'm putting them on the wait list and the wait list just keeps yeah. growing. And it was very fun and exciting. Except also there's a part of me that's like, I just want to serve all the humans, which is you know, a thing that happens too with like pricing, right? And I I don't know if you like listen back to the like podcasts as they come out on literally, but literally Erica's podcast episode today was so salient. I was like, oh, like I don't actually need a one-on-one call listening today. I can just listen <laughs> this to was for this. me. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Erica. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What was what was super resonant about that? Mm. Um I like <laughs> I've already forgotten. But I just remember listening this morning and being like, yes, I think she was talking about – I think it was about, like, not staying small to, like, keep people comfortable and also, like, you know, how, like, your one-on-one pricing can be at this rate and it doesn't have to Mm -hmm. be accessible for everyone. And that's, like, something that my brain gets, like, really caught up in. Um, I think those are the big pieces. What what about the playing small piece comes up there? Oh, I definitely think that that's been my pattern my whole life of like, don't take up too much space because you'll make people uncomfortable. Um, Mm -hmm. And then just like the realization on like listening to the call where you were like, you're probably already doing that thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, cool. I'm already making people uncomfortable. And then ironically, the universe <laughs> is a funny place. I had a stop the spiral call with a gal yesterday. And she was like, we were talking about how she was worried about getting pregnant because she didn't want to make her like cousin or friend who was also going through fertility treatments like feel bad if she got pregnant and they didn't. And so it was basically like the conversation of like, cool. So like, are you just never going to get pregnant? Because that might always be like a thing that makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And and just like, I was like, oh, universe, I see you. Cool. This is this mm-hmm. lesson's actually for me. I get it. Yeah. How is that showing up in business right now? Oh, I think there's always like an underlying fear of like what I'll do when I get pregnant in this process and like having to like re- like tell my clients or like what that process will look like and mm-hmm. how they might respond and react um, and being like, can I have clients while like being pre- like just all those things, which I've actually done before. Last year I was pregnant and had clients and I didn't even get to the point where I got to tell them because we lost the baby and like, yeah. But, you know, my brain still is like, 
you're just going to lose all your clients. They're going to go away. And I'm like, this isn't even true, but I hear you. And also it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. And you, do you think that that feels like you're choosing almost right now? Like it feels like you're choosing between getting pregnant or the business? I think there are times where that story feels salient, but I don't actually know that that's, that I like believe that that story is true. Like I do believe that I get to have both. But that's the fear that creeps in, right? Of like, you have to choose one or the other. And then I'm like, I don't want to choose. I'm not going to choose. I get to have mm-hmm. both. And that's like the mm-hmm. battle that me and my cute brain are fighting. Mm-hmm. Have you like fully played that out? Like, what will you do when you get pregnant? Um. Well, I'm going to give myself a lot of time to make sure that this pregnancy is actually viable. Yeah. That's step like one. Um, so the other thing too, is I realized like, oh, like this wouldn't even impact anyone for like at least three months because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like go telling my clients that I'm pregnant when like we could just lose another baby um and then I also thought about like wanting to tell my clients before I like publicly announce on social media but I also think like an email is sufficient really to just be like hey I just want you to know this like happy to chat through this with you kind of thing so like yeah I have I have thought about this um it just still feels scary to like actually do but I have a plan (laughs) Okay, let me ask you this question. What if I gave you homework to write that email? Oh, yeah, I could do that. Okay, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like no resistance there. No, I mean like I'll probably go write the email and then send you a million messages in base camp being like, oh my God, help. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but I'm totally open to writing that email and just like having it. One, having yeah. it ready because like I'm going to get pregnant. It's happening. Exactly. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I don't have to worry about it. And then I just – well, and the other thing I've been telling myself too is like I have support. Like I – like having support in my business is really important to me. And so like I don't have to make these decisions by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have to figure it all out. So I think what's like really helpful to see is like so many of those little things like what will I tell someone if I don't have a spot open or like what will I say to clients in an email or what will be my process like – I think as much as those like aren't fears we want to keep living into, like some of the way to quiet them is to just do the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is the email. It's already sitting there waiting. Or like, oh, this is, um, yep. you know, what I would say to tell someone to get on the wait list. It's already there waiting. And I think that is a really beautiful way to show yourself it's safe to call it in. So I am really, obviously, I was just going to say something like so obvious, but it's true. I am really like a big believer that not everything is just mindset or just strategy, right? This is like why I combine things because I really believe they work together. And so the mindset of doing things that show yourself that it's safe and building the mindset that it's like safe to call in more is so important. But this strategy of like actually figure out what you need to do and then execute on it is so important too. It cannot be one or the other. So for example, with Michelle, like it's so key to know the plan for her pregnancy and to even have that email written out and to have that strategy set so it feels safe to get the clients and get pregnant. And it's really both there. Like we could mindset that all day, but if she never understood what the plan was or had that like laid out, it would be really hard to feel safe, right? So the both there are what matter. And I just really wanted to illustrate that because I think sometimes we feel like, well, I should just be able to mindset my way out of this, or I should just have the strategy and then I should feel fine. And it's really both, right? 
I might need the strategy to start to feel safe and then I need to build off that with a lot more mindset work to keep reinforcing that. So that might not be, you know, your challenge point of feeling safe getting pregnant and getting clients. It might be something totally different, but can you apply the same process here of like, are you sitting with this question that you could easily answer and create a strategy for? And could that make you feel more safe to lean into the mindset work and cultivate that ability to call in what you really want? Mm, I like that. I feel like in the past, what I had been doing was like, well, that's not currently a problem. So I'll like handle that when we get there, mm. um, which also works too. But obviously, like if it keeps coming back, it's like, still, exactly. it's still like sitting there, which is also funny because I literally had a client write a letter to her anxiety the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I love a good letter writing exercise. Yeah. Well, I think that's what it is. It's like, it's not like we want to like formulate problems where there are none kind of thing. But at the same time, like if something feels like a recurring challenge that's making you play small, we can also just address it. So it feels safer, right? Yeah. Cool. And like anything you can do that feels safe to let in a client, safe to get in pregnant is a win. (laughs) Yep. I support that. And also like having the email just helps future me. So yeah, because I'm going to get pregnant and I'm going to have clients. Yeah. And future you doesn't want to worry about it then. She wants to like have it ready. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Then we can just worry about hitting send. I'll probably just schedule it to send so I don't even have to watch it go out and be like. Can be like out of of the house that day. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically. Basically. Absolutely. Okay, good. So you have a plan. Mm-hmm. You're going to wait till three months. You're going to tell them in advance. You're going to announce it to clients first. You're going to send this email. Then maybe what? You'll announce it on social after. Yep. Yeah, basically. Done. Really the only people I'm concerned about here are my are my clients. That's it. Yeah, totally. So. And maybe like, you know, you offer them like a bonus call if they have any processing to do around that or something. Yep. Right? Yep. And that would feel good too. Kind of simple? Very simple. It's always more simple than my brain makes it. Always. Always. Right? Okay, good. But I like that. I think that that just helps you call that in and also calm the fear when it comes up. So it's like, what will I do? You have an answer. Well, I will do this exact plan that I already have written out and and I will send the email that I already have written out. Right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And maybe I'll like Make the Google Doc with like, here's the game plan. What yes, to do when exactly. you're pregnant and you have to tell your clients. Here's your pregnancy game here's plan. Your, mm. Here's your email text, which is actually really helpful because we have our next transfer next week. And so this is about <gasps> to maybe become real salient. Yes. yes. So like that's such the other a reason cool... I'm in such a funky space. Yeah. There's just a lot of transitions and big things happening. Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh. How are you feeling about that next week? Mm. I feel really good about it, actually. So we went back to doing a medicated transfer, which um, is like the one that we've had the most success with. So like Mila okay. was the product of a medicated transfer mm-hmm. and the pregnancy that made it to eight weeks was also a medicated transfer. Um, and there's a part of me that's like, with that loss, the universe was like, hold up, we need to go deep into this like work mm-hmm. for you. Like, I just feel like there was a, there's like a, there was a bigger lesson there. And the purpose mm-hmm. of that baby was like, to help me ground into that lesson so that I could serve this community, which is like a hard thing as a human to be like, oh, I'm just going to like do this for the people. But like I do totally. think there's like a, an element of that there. Um, but I like fully believe that that little spirit baby is like around and waiting and like 
could just come back to us. And so I went very far down the spirit baby rabbit hole after I read this book and I was like, this is the best. I feel so good about this. Um, this so is actually, it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I actually feel like I'm in a really just like good place and we'll see what happens here. And, um, you know, I have a lot of evidence that shows that I can handle the like disappointment and the hard things. And Absolutely. I'm and not you have a lot doing of it alone mm-hmm. and I'm supported and all the things. So, yeah. So beautiful. Okay, good. So, We'll just start planning. Cool. And if it's not this time, it's another time. Yep. But you have the game plan, right? I have a game plan. So good. Okay. So what else feels like really present right now? Like, are you like nothing? I'm just like, I need to get these calls. I need to do follow-ups. Or are you like, there's this one place that's feeling kind of crunchy right now? Or what comes up there? So the other thing we kind of started playing with, and by we, I mean, this was like this past week talking to Julia and the mastermind because this is our last week. So this is, yeah, this yeah. will also be helpful because then like I can just, and my plan is to like focus everything back into base camp basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the like big objections I get on calls is, is money. And, you know, I think there's a little of that, like, you know, investing in yourself at this level is like terrifying piece and also fertility treatments are really expensive and sometimes my clients feel like they're deciding between whether they're going to be able to afford another round of IVF or if they're going to have coaching support and that can be a really hard place for them to be so we were playing with the idea of like what would it look like to put together like a small three-person like a mastermind that is the joyful journey but just in small group form so they basically can share the like cost of the experience Mm -hmm. um and obviously they wouldn't get one-on-one support as part of it, but they they still get the support and they get a little community as part of that process too. Um, and I actually really like that idea. I don't really know like how it quite fits in with like filling my one-on-one, but um, I did send an email out to the folks that I had had Stop the Spiral calls with, just inviting them and saying, hey, if you're interested in this. And so that's like kind of started, but I need like a game plan of like what to do with this now. Okay. Um, and my my thought was to start November 8th with them, and so it would give them support through the holidays. Um, and that's where that's at. So that's the biggest okay. question mark So that you I have just right sent now. that out? Mm-hmm. I sent that yesterday. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so basically we're just – did we give them like a deadline to respond by or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Nope. We sure didn't. We just said it starts November 8th. <laughs> Okay. So I mean there's only just there's only three spots too. So I did tell them like there's only three spots. So if you want one, go ahead and save your save your spot. Okay. And did you are you like is it like hit reply? Is it jump on another call with me or like what is that? Mm. There is a payment link where they can make their first of four of three payments. Um and that will save their spot. And then okay. I also said in the email, like, if you, you know, aren't sure if this is for you, like, reply to the email. and happy to chat with you through that. Okay. So what if we did personal outreach to all of them? Because that was, like, a blanket one, right? Yeah. So maybe, like, personal outreach to each person being like, hey, was, like, thought of you for this. Here's why I specifically think you might be a great fit for this. Like, what are you thinking? And almost kind of, like, personalize the pitch a little bit. Okay. What do you think about that? Um... Yeah, I think I could could do that. So is that something that I could do in like the next couple of days? Just be like, hey, wanted to see if you saw this. I think that this would be a really good fit for you. Yeah. Basically uh, that that simple. <laughs> you sent it yesterday, which would have been Tuesday. So maybe like give them till Thursday or Friday and send okay. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and I sent it yeah. yesterday night too. So 
It's pretty fresh. We're not even yep. four hours in. Oh, it's 3.33. Look at that. It is. Look at that. So good. Okay. So yeah, I think the personalized piece is always huge there. Mm-hmm. And it's probably like really worth going through since you have like a set number of people there. But did you yeah. are you sending it to your whole list or just people? Right now, the idea was just to send it to the people that had gotten nonstop the spiral calls that were interested in learning more about working together and that for some reason or another, um, you know, hadn't like either made a decision or were hung up on money or whatever it kind of was. Okay. So that's another thing to consider too. Like you obviously still have time. Like if, if the, you know, conversations are still going there, you can always send it out to your list too. Mm -hmm. I think like, I feel like this is just like a funny little theme that we can keep playing with, but it's almost like you keep bringing it back to like, it's better for there be, to be more people than not enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like tell everyone. I am such a believer in personalized follow-up. I think that it is so tempting in our space to get so into the like, well, like what are the exact follow-up emails I should have? Just like tell me and I'll automate them. And like, I get that because most people hate follow-up and don't want to do that. But the truth is, in my experience, in my clients that I see, personalized follow-up is your best friend. When someone really feels like you care enough to personally follow up with them and to check in on them or to follow up based on something you had talked about, the likelihood that they convert is just exponentially higher than you sending them like some canned responses. And so obviously you can have both in the sense that you can have kind of like a sequence that you follow and then you can really personalize it to the person. So I'm not saying you can't ever have that, but I just really wanted to make note of that here because I think sometimes when we're trying to sell something that is almost feels like the last thing that comes to mind. And in my opinion, if that is one of the first things that you focus on, you will be so shocked at how different that sells your offer or how different your results could be in your next launch because of it. So no matter where you're at, personalized follow-up. It's going to be your best friend if you want more conversions in your business. And I highly, highly suggest adding it to your sales process. Yeah. And I think part of the reason why we hadn't done that was because we were promoting the like client chat and the stop the spiral calls and the one-on-one. And so I didn't really know how to like, but I like, I'm totally fine opening it up to more folks. It was just like, Mm -hmm. these folks had already like had conversations about working. Okay, cool. So yeah, I don't think you need to do that right now. I would definitely like explore this first, but I think it's just good to keep coming back to the idea that there's like so much potential there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I'll start with personal outreach then later this week to Mm -hmm. the like gals that I had already had stop the spiral calls with. And then we can figure out kind of like what the what the next steps are and like the game plan for opening it up from there. Because the other thing Mm -hmm. that I'm currently like struggling with um, content wise is like, So I feel like I have a good flow for like promoting the Stop the Spiral calls, inviting folks to get on the calls, getting folks on the calls. Um, But then like for the folks that are in the decision phase of like, is this for me, like the joyful journey and like working together, I don't really know like how to weave that into my content. And this might also be one of those silly things where my brain is like, (laughs) because Julia, the support coach and Julia's mastermind was like, you can post more than once a day on Instagram. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> but my grid, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Which is like silly. But that like 
I, I haven't quite figured out like how do I weave that in with like promoting my stop the spiral calls and then my like regular content. And I do share like client testimonials and like wins and that sort of stuff once a week as well. So like it's kind of there, but I like that's not one of those things that I like feel super good about right now as it is relates to my one on one program. Yeah. Is that something you could be talking about in stories more? Like what does the story content usually look like? So right now, story content has been like sharing like takeaways or lessons from um, like stop the spiral calls. Um, but yeah, like I could I could totally get in stories and use that as the space where I talk about like working together one on one and use that less to promote like stop the spiral calls. Yeah, sense. I think that um, it's like more intimate, basically. Totally. And I think that, you know, almost like tying tying them together in a sense where it's like mm-hmm. the same reason I might be scared to even like get on a stop the spiral call is maybe also the same reason I'm scared to hire you. And so the way I would think about it is almost like stories are more like objection related. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then like, you know, your content that you're putting out is more like, yeah, to get people on okay. the calls and that kind of stuff. But does that make sense where it's like, because you being able to talk to them like face-to-face like that mm-hmm. on stories, I think is really impactful. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and actually very much fits with like what I did story-wise today. Um, okay, good. Yeah. And it is interesting what you say. Like the reason they're scared to get on the South of Spiral calls is the same reason they might be scared to like, you know, work together. Cause one of the conversations that I had with the girl that I was talking to today was like, oh, like, is there anything like the three month commitment was like kind of terrifying to her. Um, because that's three months of committing to yourself. And like, she was framing it as like, oh, that's just like a lot of time of like showing up to the things. And we talked about like, if you're doing this, this should be an, I get to not a like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to, cause it's literally for you. Um, and that was also the theme coming up just in her infertility journey in, in general too. So that like really resonates. Yep, totally. Or even like the fear of like buying or spending on themselves. It might be like, well, I can't get on that call unless I'm like uh-huh. going to buy or what. So like I think there's just so much there that would be so helpful to explore in stories that serves the point either way. Yeah. And I think like I, I just like – could get on and talk. It would almost be helpful for me to like have a list of what these things are. And then I just pick the one that feels most salient to talk about. Cause sometimes I like wait for that. And like, I feel like, you know, it always shows up in the universe. So like lessons are always there, but, um, then I'm like, well, I talked about that last week. And like, the point is to keep talking about the same thing. And also the human that saw it last week might not have seen it this week or like vice versa. And so I like the idea of you just creating a list of objections that you can keep coming back to because I think that would be really helpful to just like ground yourself into that. You know what I mean? Where it's like Mm -hmm. there's like legitimately a list to – so if I already talked about everything on the list, then yes, I have to talk about this again. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Kind of thing where you can't play that like game with yourself of like, oh, no, but I think I talked about that too recently. It's like I checked off everything on the list. We're starting over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's helpful now that I have more calls too, because literally I can take the objections from those and share them forward. Whereas when I didn't have calls, I was like, I don't know what's going on, you know? Yeah. And add it to the sheet. So then you build out like this, like 
document that like keeps taking me back to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when I don't feel inspired to like talk about something, I'm like, cool, what pings me on here? Exactly. Okay. Is this going to be one of my to do? Yes. Okay, great. I'm Got not going to take notes. <laughs> Got it. Um, but I think what's really helpful is just like it's – yes, we want it to be like, you know, like in response to or on the fly. But I think like because you know you kind of tend to bounce around, you also want like a grounded place to keep coming back to, right? Y'all, I feel like this comes up every season of Literally, but there is a reason this comes up. And there is a reason it is so important, which is knowing your client's objections and being able to speak to them regularly. This is such an easily missed opportunity. And it's one that I think we almost want to avoid. <laughs> like, I think it's like, well, I don't really want to know their objections intimately. I want them to not have any and I want them to buy. And I get that. That's so normal, right? But when you can know their objections intimately is when you can truly get the best results in your business if you avoid that piece of your business and that piece of the potential client conversation you will always be leaving money on the table right so spending time to get up close and personal with that to know them like the back of your hand like i could in absolute depth and detail tell you what my people struggle with, what their objections would be to getting support and getting one-on-one. And I could tell you so many of the details around that. And that is why it is so easy for me to write great content and convert. So by all means, please, please, please make this a priority in your business. Like create that cheat sheet for yourself, survey past clients. If you need to ask more questions on sales calls, like whatever it takes to feel like you know those intimately and are super empowered around them and empowered to talk about them, that will make the biggest difference in your own sales process and your own results. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole point of like feeling like I know exactly what it is that I need to do and like having a game plan there. Mm-hmm. Does that feel a pretty easy day today? Like, do you feel like you know what you need to do and you're mostly doing it? It's just like small tweaks or where does, where does it feel like there's gaps there right now? Um, I feel like I generally know what I need to do. There are days where I'm like, where did my time go? <laughs> um, and like I block stuff out on the calendar and I've also done the thing where you like block out like slots for client, like future clients. And sometimes when I look at that calendar, it feels really overwhelming. Like I'm mm-hmm. just like, there's no free time in my day. But I'm also like only working like 10 to 15 hours a week. So I'm like, what is happening? And I think part of it is like my brain is looking at it as like the 40-hour work week still. And so it and it sees the 40 hours work week as like my life because there's life outside of that, right? Like yeah. I'm just choosing to sleep or I'm eating breakfast or like we're watching Squid Game, whatever. Like yeah, the yeah. thing is. Um, so yeah, that, that like sometimes feels overwhelming when I like block out all of the stuff on there. Do you think that you're almost like really enjoying this downtime and like scared of what it looks like to lose some of that? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of that because it's been really nice to like have my own time. And something that I've learned is like freedom and flexibility are really important to me. Um, mm-hmm. and that's part of like where my rub came with like my nine to five of just like my time was never my time. And like, I actually had a lot of like freedom and flexibility in my work schedule, but like there was like guilt around like how I was spending my time and all of that. Or like if I wasn't doing something 
Um, cause like, I also tend to get things done pretty fast. Um, mm-hmm. and then I always felt like I had to be doing more and more and more. And I like, don't want to do that. And I don't want to mm-hmm. bring that same mentality into my business. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what comes up for me there is almost like maybe the whole, like, if I had the client's calendar is not the right calendar. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know, like maybe that's worth thinking about, like, is seven the right number? Mm-hmm. Are all the tasks on that reasonable? Like you almost have to build a calendar that you would be excited. Okay. To mm-hmm. have full as opposed to the calendar where you're like, oh shit. Cause then that almost creates some of that. Okay. Resistance too. What do you think about that? I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And I think the thing that like, I think there's two things. I think I'm always worried about over committing because I'm scared of like over committing Right. And I've always done this in my life. Like it, like when I was in college, like, you know, all these people were joining all these organizations and I only joined like one or two because I was like, I don't want to take on too much. And then ironically, like I could always do all. And then I did take on a ton of things and I was totally fine and I always handled it. Yeah. So it's again, like a story. I'm also an Enneagram nine and I'm just like, but sleep, relaxing, like hiding in myself. Yeah. hundred percent. But I also think, too, there's, like, a part of me that's, like, oh, well, like, if I want to hit the income goals that I want to hit my business, like, if I'm not taking on seven clients, like, what am I, like, how is that going to be possible for me, basically? Well, two things come up for me there. One is, like, you're either going to, like, let, let's say, I'm just making this up. Let's say mm-hmm. the dream schedule looks like five or something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we either need to figure out, like, what are we doing to make up that income with that? Like, maybe it is a a mastering component or maybe it is, like, a program or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or you get to five and you realize, like, oh, I can easily take on two more and that's fine. But you remove the resistance to getting there, right? I see. I see. Well, and I think the other thing is in my head, I'm like, they all have to start at once. But that's not even true. And so, like, if I stagger them, it might be a lot easier. So, like… Yeah, maybe, I, like, does it make sense to, like, move, not move the bar, but be like, let's start with getting three, mm-hmm. and then, like, we can add on two more, and then we can, like, and we can play that way? Or is that, like... What I would really challenge you to do, and I'll give it to you as a to-do, is, like, really do build a calendar that feels okay. good. And so we'll sit, like, maybe it is three, maybe it's five, maybe it's, but, like, see where you're like, oh, my God, that week I would look forward to. That week I would be, mm-hmm. like, if I could have that week next week, that would be great. Because right now it's almost like this week feels better than when you're looking at the yeah full week. And then that's where, like, this resistance comes up, right? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um and, like, there's a part of me that definitely has, like, resistance to not wanting to, to like, lose, like, all the, like, time that I currently have to do the things. Yeah. Um, and, like, trusting that, like, even, like, I can have the calendar I want and the business that I want and make the money that I want. And it all gets to be true. It doesn't, like, my brain's like, you have to pick one. And it's like, no, that's why I'm working for a house. Totally. I mean, you may make trade-offs at any given time, which of course are just like natural, but this idea of like create the calendar you don't like in favor of this or something like that shit just never works long-term. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because then eventually you build a business that you're like, I just want to burn this all down. 
totally. Or you don't let yourself build the business because you don't actually want what you think is on the other side of it. And I think that's what's currently happening. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I think, well, and I, and I mean, I think too, like there's like, um, like I've been trying not to like put pressure on the business too, because for a while I had my nine to five. And so I had steady income to like cover our family expenses. Yeah. And so everything that I made in the business was like extra or I could invest it back into the business and it was like easy. And I didn't like, I felt like I could make those decisions like easily. And my like husband didn't need to be part of that conversation because yeah. like we were covered. We felt good. We're not in that circumstance anymore. Now I'm right. like, mm-hmm. I feel like I am racing the clock a little bit on like, am I going to get a like side hustle, which I definitely don't want to do if I can avoid it. Yeah. Um, cause I like the schedule that I have now. And so I like, I think there's a part of me that's like, this is just all going to kind of like come crumbling basically. Mm. Which I think is almost interesting because it's what makes you kind of want to enjoy it now mm-hmm. and then puts you in resistance of the other. Cause if you're like, this is all going to come crumbling, then you're like, well, I might as well like really enjoy it right now. I don't want to get like, you know, so out of my like amazing time that I have right now. So we want it to feel like, oh no, it's really possible. Like I could see how I could have the dream schedule and cover family expenses and not have to get the um, side hustle or whatever. Yeah. With this. And like, again, like, like create the, like bring down that resistance and create the like visual there that it's possible so that you Mm -hmm. really feel like you are compelled to run at that instead of almost feeling like, oh, let me just enjoy this for a little bit longer, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. This will be an interesting exercise to, like, put together the dream calendar because it's like, I don't even know that I know what that looks like. Like, I like the calendar I have now, but that's, like, three calls a week. hmm Yeah. And then I'm also like, what am I going to do with all this other free time? But that's a whole other – that's, like, a whole Well, put that thing. in the calendar, though. That's part of the dream calendar. Okay. Mm. Like, I want it to be full and for you to know, like, I mean, even if it's just, like, Michelle time or downtime or whatever, like, so that you can see all of that. Like, it's about Mm – I think there's, like, a real theme here today where it's, like, all the unseen stuff is what causes us anxiety sometimes. Mm. So it's, like, what will I do when I get pregnant? I don't know. Okay, well, let's just create clarity there. What what will it be like if I get more clients? Let's just create clarity there. What will it be like if – what was the other thing? There was one other thing that we were talking about related to that. Oh, if I get too many people and I have to yeah. tell someone. So it's like what we're trying to do is just be like, let's make all of this clear. Because right now you're like, I don't even know what that looks like. But I know that when it's too full, it doesn't feel good. And so then there's nothing to like move toward, you know? Yeah. So kind of how I talked about earlier of like combining that mindset and strategy together, this is really similar where I'm asking Michelle to build that dream calendar so she can see if there's resistance to getting more, right? And I think that so often in business, her resistance is way more to the unknown than it is even the thing like with the pregnancy plan earlier. Like some of Michelle's resistance here was just way more to the unknown of like, what would I say and what would that process be like? So we're just gonna figure that out. And then with the calendar, I think it's the same. It's like so much resistance, not to just like the client, but the unknown of what that looks like and how much free time that gives her and what does her day look like then, right? And so that unknown can just keep us really, really stuck sometimes. And it's hard to mindset our way out of that. Like obviously, you know, some of our work is to feel safe in the unknown, obviously in building our own business, but 
if it's something we can make known, it is much easier to strategically play that out and just figure that out so we can see where the resistance exists. So if you notice yourself doing that, like almost like wanting the clients, but resisting them or, you know, wanting the thing, but pushing against it, build the dream calendar or build the plan for what that looks like. So you can feel more safety around what you're calling in and feel more locked in that that's actually something you want and actually something good in your life and to feel empowered and in control around it, you will release so much resistance and have such an easier time doing the mindset work around it when you feel like you can make some of that unknown known. So whether that's a dream calendar for you or something else, I really hope that's a big takeaway from this episode is giving yourself the chance to fully play that out and then see what comes up for you from there. Okay. So does that feel good as homework? Like let's make all of that clear and then we'll see what comes up. Like in doing that, like, you know, that's when a lot of stuff pops up where it's like, oh, okay, well then we need to tweak this strategy or we need to work on this mindset, but let's like build the clarity in first. Yeah. But that makes a lot of sense. And in my head, I'm like, we're going to have a lot of back and forth drafts and that's okay too. Cause I think that like, it's that exchange that actually helps me realize like, yes, I like this. No, I don't like this. Yes. I like this. Or if you were like, what if we were to add this? And I could be like, no, (laughs) I refuse. Yeah. You just try it on. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's also funny because like a lot of times my calendar is filled with things like I block off an hour for mindset stuff every day. And like I sit and listen to podcasts and I journal. And like a lot of times I block off an hour for like working out and showering. Those are fun things that are just for me, but I'm like, I'm so busy. It's terrible. (laughs) Okay. My husband's really like, what do you do all day? And I'm like, living the dream. It's fine. (laughs) Living the dream, actually. Listen, and you also just came off a nine to five. So it makes sense that you're kind of relishing in some of that, but it's just good to like, you know, circle back to like, okay, what is this going to look like long-term? Yeah. I came off a nine to five and then I had a kid home with me quarantined for two weeks. Yeah. And so I didn't have space for things on my calendar because literally I felt like there's there's always something and this is like that pandemic life right now too which who knows if and totally. when that will go away exactly good okay so i'm gonna give you all that as homework you're gonna keep me posted i will get you set up in base camp today and we will go from there sound good yeah that sounds great i'm excited Amazing. all right my dear i will talk to you soon all right bye all right bye Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.